0: This is Episode 9 of Future Paisley Podcast. Future Paisley Podcast is the title for a radical and wide-ranging programme of events, activities and investments using the town's unique and internationally significant cultural stories to transform its future. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Future Paisley Podcast. This week we are joined by Robert Blair and Big Taj. Robert is the writer and editor of Mel Magazine and has a host of you know, journalistic highlights throughout his career. And Big Taj is a local musician, beatboxer, youth worker, Renfrewshire celebrity. But I'll pass over to the guys to make introductions now. Hello.
1: So, uh, yeah, so as Craig kind of touched upon, um, my background is in uh, journalism, predominantly music journalism. I would started uh, working at Tenement TV up in Glasgow initially when I was still at uni, and that was, that was really good, and it gave me a good grounding for all of it. But after that, I segued into freelance journalism and writing for people like Vice, Heist Snobiety, Dazed, Up Rocks, Hot New Hip Hop, stuff like that. And then thankfully managed to come home and do something that was actually beneficial for my community uh, with
2: Mill Magazine. That's amazing. Nice, how are you doing? I'm Big Tadge, I'm a beatboxer, that's how I started off my career uh, about 20 years ago. Um, and I've been doing youth work for about 15 years or so as well, just around around the UK actually. I've been performing around the UK and overseas as well for a numerous amount of years. Um, currently I'm working in a prison uh, and obviously there's no gigs so um Working in a prison—that's it. <laughs> Waiting for the show. Someone give me a show before <laughs> a gig in twenty twenty
0: one. Man, <laughs> I mean, I think that that's the thing. You know, everyone is—we're all we're all kind of sharing the same experience, but there's yep. there are definitely different voices within within that. You know, it's a shared experience in one regard, but it would be really interesting to hear from you both. What what your recent experiences been like? You know, for for you know, working with the public, whether it be you know written communication or working directly with them, working with young people during this time, like what's it been like?
1: Um. Well, in in my case, it's been quite. It's been beneficial in some ways that I haven't been able to, I haven't had to lose too much work because obviously with the magazine we do everything remotely. But we actually had to postpone a couple of issues that we thought would have been coming out just based upon like all our distribution points are in cafes and in restaurants and bars Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And obviously those places aren't really operating to the same degree. But we've definitely been putting emphasis on spotlighting as much good in the community as we can at this time, particularly when everything could look a bit melancholic if, if you wanted it to so most of the past issue was all basically just about things that we could look at that were uplifting the, the community as opposed to the kind of more dreary side of, of the year.
0: Were there particular things that, that you're highlighting so that's a, a theme that's uh, you know a theme that's come up quite often during the Future Paisley podcast is that that locality and the coming together of a community has actually revealed and developed and brought out these amazingly positive experiences. Were there any particularly that you highlighted uh, in your, your role?
1: Definitely, yeah. And particularly in the last last issue we had, there, like, it was actually quite a nice through link because in the previous issue we had like John Byrne, obviously, among Paisley's uh, most famous sons on the cover and all that stuff Yeah. Uh, from Fergusley. And then in, in this next issue we had a whole big like five-page spread about the regeneration of Fergusley and how... Essentially, they've taken control of their own destiny and really propelled themselves, like, to, like, ways that people looking outward maybe wouldn't have and maybe thought, like, oh, that has to come and be gentrified for that to be good, but they've came along and did it all themselves, <laughs> and I think that was a really great story for us to see and particularly how they rallied around each other in the midst of lockdown and stuff like that.
0: Really like that. Nice. Taj, t- t- how about you? How, what has what your experience been like? So, there been any highlights?
2: So, basically... You know, I'm usually gigging quite a lot, right? So, and doing loads of youth work in different places. And since March, like since the lockdown, everything's just stopped. Um, you know, I've done stuff in YCSA, you know, I was working in the prison. But the thing with, with the prison is because the young offenders have got a TV channel that you can like send videos to and they'll play it. So I was doing like a video podcast with my MC, Speed 6 9 So we were weekly, you know, putting these tracks together and sending it to the prison so they could play it like two or three times through the week. Yeah. Um, through lockdown, nice. you know, one episode per week. Um, you know, try to find tracks with no swearing in it off YouTube is really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the days because it was getting broadcast on TV, um, they would have to do a censored version so try to find tracks with no swearing, you know, no like, you know, anything visual that, you know, could be offensive is always quite, challenging yeah you know I've not really managed to do any kind of uh, online tutorial type stuff with the beatbox side of things yet you know my wife has released a lot at home as well but you know just people weren't together to do it you know and I do miss it I miss the young team I miss like you know there's a lot of young people that I work with who show me some sounds that they can make you know and they ask me can you do that can you do that you know and just missing that vibe of making beats you know being in a creative space with young people with new ideas because even the music they listen to like I'm a hip-hop fan Right, but they listen to that kind of new style of of rap and trap, grime, that kind of thing, which I don't really listen to. But because I was hanging about, not hanging about, I was working with a lot of young people, you know, I got to know a lot of new artists. So I kind of miss that side of things as well. But um, I'm back in a prison now and it's just nice to be in that environment, you know, learning new things, new tracks, you know, new artists. You know, I get inspired off the young people as well when they're writing their lyrics, making beats as well. So through lockdown, that wasn't there. You know, that kind of inspiration was there. I thrive off doing gigs as well. That wasn't there. You know, but now that I've, you know, started to go out again, you know, I find myself kind of creating new things, trying to, you know, make new beats and stuff. So it, it did kind of affect me a little bit. I didn't have that creative outlet, you know, and I love that ego boost when the crowd is cheering for me, you know. I miss
0: <laughs> that. <laughs> and the impact on artists has has been massive. Huge. Um, I know. I think Rainfisher it, is, it, it, it feels you know, obviously coming from Renfrewshire myself, I feel mm-hmm. that culture and creativity is massive within Renfrewshire. But I think that the interesting thing about the the this conversation is that so so wide-ranging is is that you know, the, the the cultural creative community that there are mm-hmm. there are aspects of it that aren't as well represented as others. And I think we've spoken about this before, Taj, but you know, some my background in music was a really traditional you know, uh, drums, guitar and bass and vocals and, mm-hmm. you know, you go to Glasgow and then you do, you, you you take it for there. Yeah. But less, kind of less acknowledged is the, the hip hop scene in Scotland mm-hmm. and in Renfrewshire. And that's something that both of you can speak to. And I think it's interesting to hear a, a bit, not just the impact on you as an artist, um, but that the interaction with young people that you're working with. And we often speak about this, um about a culture, Acting as a social glue, that what happens when that's not there? What happens when that's removed? How do we re- how do we address the balance in doing that? Uh, it'd be interesting to hear from both of you uh, thoughts. That's a that. hard
2: one to kind of address sometimes. You know, like how you because we're not out there now. You know, and the kids do want the the hip hop stuff as well. Although, I think the last time I had done anything was in the Kibble Support Unit, actually out in Paisley. Um, with the kind of hip-hop stuff when it comes to, like, Renfrew. I haven't done a lot um, in Renfrew. I think I said this to you last time as well, you know? So I don't even yeah. know, like, what is really out there, you know? Or is anybody asking the young people, what do you want? Or are we just giving the young people what we think they want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like asking those questions. And usually when I do go into places, um, you know, they are into hip-hop, they are into rap. They do want to learn that even, like... You know, that MC stuff, that really, like, 170 BPM stuff? You know, even that, you can tie in with how you write a rap. Because that's what we yeah. do in the prison. That's what I did in Kibble as well. You know, but trying to... try to reach out just now. I know what you mean about it being a social glue, people coming together, you know, and kind of enjoying the arts. is quite difficult just now, actually. I'm, I, I kind of struggle to, you know, get off and, like, you know, how do we start it again? How do we do it like this you know, via Webex or anything like that. I don't know if anybody's trying to do that, or... I don't know. I don't know if Robert's got any ideas. Um, Yeah, I think it's
1: definitely, as you said, like, it's definitely crucial that we keep that going, because, like, for me, like, from someone who grew up in in Paisley and stuff like that, culture and music and stuff like that was always essentially, like, a gateway to the the wider world, like, particularly coming from, like, a smaller town. Like, it was was education, it was this, it was that. Like, I discovered politics through, like, like, Chuck D and Public Enemy and stuff like that, so... You need all that stuff and particularly now that hip hop is like the most prevalent genre in the world. Like yeah. I think it it has like it's got the power to broaden all the horizons. But I think as Tad said, like, obviously you did stuff in the kibble like that, but I would like it's something that would definitely resonate with like across Renfrewshire like mm-hmm. in, in the schools and stuff like that, if if it was broadened out in that way. But I don't know whether that has been facilitated as of yet. I know that Rimfisher Leisure in the midst of all this were trying to kinda of bridge the gap and yeah. like really like spotlight artists with like the Ren TV stuff and all that and like mm-hmm. the smash hits I don't know if any of you saw those live streams with like the Vegan leather and Drift and stuff on it Yeah, it was like yeah. mini gigs and like they yeah, were great good. for like keeping that sort of engagement and informing people that just on account of the fact that it's all laying dormant like Remshire's sort of art scene isn't going anywhere Yeah, but it's just about picking it up from
2: here yeah. and seeing what else we can do really but it's also, like, say, whoever's trying to promote it in Renfrew or in the schools, what is their perception of hip-hop? <clears throat> you know, and especially in Scotland, is it... Do they see it as just a bunch of neds who are rapping? You know, is it just, like, band music? Or, you know, do they still see hip-hop as being violent? You know, mm-hmm. it's also how are they perceiving it? You know, I think most of time when people see myself and my mates as well, once we break it down that, you know, hip-hop was... Uh, it's about community and culture mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. everything has to be violent, you know... And obviously, if you have that kind of pass, it's okay to talk about it, but there's other ways to write about it as well. You know, whereas some people just Hi. see what they see on YouTube and just be like, oh, we don't want that. You know, or that kind of trap and um, that kind of new style hip hop where it's just very basic, you know, and they're just like, nah, we, we don't want this. You know, once you start showing them something a bit more articulate and then with the skills, especially if you start saying, look, you know, we can do creative writing, which, you know, helps with their English, helps with the spelling you know they learn about metaphors and multisyllables as well i think once you tie it in like that then they understand that there is that you know deeper thought process in writing rap but maybe they haven't grasped that yet or you know like uh, maybe the head teachers or whoever it is that calls the shots they don't see it like that yet so maybe it's mm-hmm. positioning it like that as well especially like something paisley and gets a bit of a bad rep of being nerdy or whatever but there's a lot of you know great mcs that have come out of there and I'm sure Craig, you agree, you know, we've got Big Div oh, as well, who's coming out of Paisley, you know, you've got the Dental Record Boys as well, who are really good, that. like lyrically, mm-hmm. lyrically, you know, so you show, even if they don't listen to the actual song, if you break down the lyrics for somebody, then they realise the intricacies that's within those lyrics. And I think that's what we need to do. And that's what me and Speed do anyways, in our workshops, breaking it down. And yes, they swear in it, but if they swear in it, you then say, like, what other word can you put in there? Instead of saying mm-hmm. the F word, what can you put in there? And that gets um. young people to think more about words you know getting into yeah. a dictionary a rhyming dictionary i think we yeah. need to promote it like that i was i think
1: when it comes to hip-hop and stuff like that i think there's obviously that sort of middle class like panic type thing about it where people mm. latch on to like the negative connotations of it <laughs> and stuff like that when people as opposed to viewing it as what it is which is poetry essentially so like, i was doing a, a workshop not that long ago with like create where i was to go out and do some poetry stuff and I was asking like these were the kids in like P6, P7 and I was asking like oh what, what is poet like what is your perception of it and would you classify it as a poet and then I was opening it up and I was like is Kendrick Lamar a poet are people like Kate Tempest in that a poet and I could mm. even see like their, te- their teachers getting on board with what I was saying eventually yeah. but it's the same with what you were saying Taj about like the trap music and all that stuff and now like people latch on to that in the same way that they did with like the gangster rap back in the day where they yeah, assumed yeah, yeah, exactly. that this was a societal evil or
2: something like that but in yeah. actual
1: fact that it can be a great way to engage people in creativity
2: exactly and these guys are talking about their past you know and the music was their getaway from that do you know what I mean and they're just reflecting on that. so I need to look at it as you know I think I'll just listen to oh god Eddie One I think his name is you know he's got a new album out called Edna and in some of the opening tracks, he's very reflective of the of the bad things he done. But he has to talk about them in a bad way to tell you, I did this, and I ended up in this place, and I don't want to be there anymore. You know, that's the kind of angle we should be taking on there. And that's the kind of angle we take in the prison as well. A lot of them, the young people are remorseful and they write about themselves being remorseful. Yes, they talk about the crimes that they've done, but then they're like, I've ended up here in prison. I don't want to be here. I want to get out and do this and that. You know, I think we need to... And showcase a bit more positive music but like I said even just having the lyrics not having the music on just showing them lyrics and breaking it down also helps a lot as well to really get that intricacy across like I was saying and showing that it's like poetry and it's not just you know band music and nothing against trap music or anything like yeah. that it's a more simplistic form of writing which is fine you can start with that and then show them how to get even more kind of um, intricate writing.
0: And there's something that in in Renfrewshire. So you you mentioned a, a couple of names there uh, during the, the chat. Yeah. Um. So big big div. Uh. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I remember big div. I'm I'm thirty seven now, and I remember big div when I was in high school. You know, it, it has been a name for a, <laughs> yeah. a for a long time. You know, and yeah. I think uh, up up until that, it never occurred to me that there was the possibility to play any other music than the type that we're playing. You know, you learn to play guitar, you learn to play drums, and then you mm-hmm. play like whatever bands you like, and it's like yeah. oh. So hip hop is an option if you're from if you're from Renfrewshire, and yeah. I like I think it's really important that we continue to have people that, that do that. And dental records is an amazing one And particularly. Aye. There was a there was a I've forgotten I've forgotten the the name. There was a, a, a couple of guys that they put out a video, um, you know, four or five months ago, and the video was shot in Paisley. It was outside the mm-hmm. Abbey. It had a Grant Morrison sample at the beginning, and um, but it was really it was really then, amazing.
2: What's the dental record, guys?
0: Yeah, it was them, but it was like oh, I right, forgot won, then, then, yeah. the name the, of the, the rappers were really amazing. Aye. And the song was incredible, man. Um and I I really loved that it was uh they were obviously proud of being from Paisley because it featured yes. so so heavily in it. And I think it's so crucial that we have um we have these examples. Because we need to celebrate diversity and culture. We need to have the examples for someone mm-hmm. as a young person coming through that, that wants to explore yeah. that, that aspect of creativity the same way that we have bands like the Vegan Leather and Drift. You know, it's really yeah. crucial that we have that, that young women have someone to look to and people like Mary and Lindsay that are going to perform. Yeah. That we have the same thing for young people who are interested in, in the, the multi genre hip hop. Uh, yeah, obviously,
1: exactly. in a modern context, in Paisley, you've got like people like Shogun who are. Yeah, the Shogun,
2: test. Shogun is absolutely killing it as well And he's using his own accent, his own, mm-hmm. you know, language and uh, slang like You know, which yeah. then, you know, he's come from PC, Dev has always kind of, has always rapped with his Scottish accent as well And just being proud of that could be something when people haven't heard Scottish rap They're like, oh, but the accent, the accent I'm like, people love the Scottish accent They absolutely love it, especially Americans, you know, they go crazy for uh, it You know, so why are you, like, embarrassed about your, your accent? You know, and just using I... your own your own words as well, your own slang is, is cool. You know, we I mean, need to let them know that it is cool to be from Paisley and rap, you know. But also, Definitely. I don't know if Big Dev's ever done any hip-hop workshops, you know, because then he could get, you could reach out to him to really show someone who's come from that time when hip-hop wasn't big in Scottish rap, yeah. it wasn't as accepted to now, where Shogun is absolutely destroying it. You know, we had... Although Respect B is not from Paisley, right, but, you know, he strong accent I don't know if he's heard it, Respect Be you, you know Respect Be you from Scotland became one of the best battle rappers in the world with a Scottish accent you know so even like I think getting Big Dev involved as well would be very cool to show the progression that it's taken Definitely. I think what you said
1: about the accent and all that I think that's more of like a sort of internal stigma thing where people right. in, in Scotland people are like oh no you, you can't rap like that that's wild but yeah. <laughs> using your own slang and stuff like that it gives you that same sort of Authenticity you would get if you were yeah. listening to like hip hop that was from like the south of America yeah. or like New York, like it's all got it's own specific like slang. So that's yeah. what you should really have over here.
0: And I think that you're right, Robert. I think that the you know that um, when people recoil at a, a Scottish accent In hip hop, it's Scottish people that do that. Uh-huh. You know, and I don't understand why it's acceptable. Like, so there there are bands that I love who sing in Scottish accents. You know, I love Arab Strap. Frightened Rabbit, Twilight Sad, and mm-hmm. it's odd to see on the other side of music that there's you know there's an authenticity celebrated And singing in your your native accent, but then as soon as you move over to hip hop, people are like, why don't you sound American? And you're like, well, <laughs> because I'm because I'm from Paisley. That's Aye, why yeah. you know it's an odd I thing. Know,
2: but hip hops still kind of people still see it as an American thing. Yeah, you know, obviously the American artists are more predominant. You know and now, you know what the weird thing is when we hear young people getting into rap, they now rap with that London accent as well like aye. they're doing in the grime aye it's weird now because before you used to do an American accent now because that grime and trap is really big and it's all come from like London or whatever you know they're starting to rap with that London accent and trying to be like Stormzy and things which is it's cool do you know what I mean it's nice to know that they are listening to like UK artists but it's weird how it's going from American accent to now we copy London accents yeah. <laughs> you know, that's bizarre but
1: even like American artists are now copying like obviously the Brooklyn drill and Chicago Ah so yes
2: you know, that's right yeah it's that. wild who now rap with like English accents <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's brilliant. So I think that there's a, a big conversation about how how we how we uh, provide this access for young people. And That's something that we do. Uh, so I, I I work at an, a, an organization called Erskine Arts. Um, I remember last year um, we we do music lessons and stuff for people. You know, uh, guitar and drums and bass and the traditional you know kind of rock band yeah. stuff, I suppose. Um, and a lot of the young people that that, that come through the doors for us. You know, it's not uncommon to see a host of ACDC, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Metallica, Nirvana t-shirts and things. Um, But there was a few occasions, this particular group of young people, um, they would sit with their headphones on and, and they'd, be, they'd be drumming along to whatever they're listening. And I asked one day, um, I was like, man, what what are you playing? Cause it sounded like an, an unusual rhythm. Um mm. And he was listening to Tyler, the creator. Uh, um, yeah. But he said it was like... Right, old man. You won't know who this is, but I'm listening to Tyler okay, it said, like, "Oh, amazing!" It's like, look what what record is. Like, I know that record really well. It's like I can help you with, with that rhythm. And he seemed so pleased that there was an engagement about that type of music. And I, like we sat and had a conversation for about fifteen minutes in that class. I, I was saying, you know, uh, drums doesn't have to be guitar doesn't have to be rock music. You know, mm-hmm. there's some beautifully played. Instrumentation and, and hip hop And it's really important to learn to drum like that If you want to become a, a fuller player and stuff And it yeah. was a lovely moment where had, something just clicked I think he felt like he was in Learning to be a rock musician But wanted to play hip hop And then just uh, something yeah. switched where he realised Oh I am I, just ai can just be a drummer That just plays yeah. hip hop And it was really nice yeah. but I wonder if there maybe needs to be something Do you feel there needs to be something more specific Is it, is it so esoteric That we're maybe missing something in Renfrewshire, do you think?
1: Well, I think maybe it would come down to sort of diversity of influence for the facilitators and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, if everyone's all coming from the same background and they've all been playing, like, four-chord guitar songs for their entire life, like, there's going to be an intimidation factor for the young person going into that and thinking, how do I tell this person what I want to play and will they understand what I want to do? So I think... That that for me is where that would emanate from because even like growing up in Paisley and stuff like that, like I didn't know I didn't really know a lot of people who liked hip. Like I have entire friendships (laughs) that were formed on the basis of we both liked hip hop. So (laughs) so I think I basically I think providing uh, people with access to people who have experience in that realm, like Taj and other people like that, would help to bridge that gap.
2: Yeah, just having people who are passionate about music in general. You know, like, I know you, Craig, and I know you like all types of music, you yeah. know, so that young person was lucky to speak to you. But then there's times where I've done workshops where, you know, one of the, the musicians is just, I just play guitar. I just listen to this specific genre, you know, even like myself, yeah. I listen to everything. And even yeah. at my workshops, if somebody says, oh, I just want to play guitar, I know a few chords, I'll show them that yeah. as well, you know. And I think we need kind of more people who are into music, like all genres, to really mm-hmm. relate to the the young people. As well, even just learning from young people, because even if you didn't know that track that young person played to, you'd still take interest in the production side of things and say, look, let's try and make something like that. It was the same for me when, like I was saying to you guys, when young people listen to Trap and stuff, I never listened to that stuff until I started working with young people and they started to show me these songs. You know, at first I was like, it's not my hand. I was like, how do they actually produce that? You know, then learning it and then learning how to produce those things and then sharing my knowledge with them. You know, it's just aligning with the young people as well. And even if you're not into it, just being enthusiastic about learning about that genre. You know, even that, mm-hmm. like I was saying to you about the, the hardcore MCs, or the <laughs> that stuff, right? That stuff, that stuff was never my thing. But when I started working in, like, Kibble was the first place I heard that. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, because you're shouting down the mic, <laughs> Yes, I like that. I was like, what's going on here? And then after a while, my ears just tuned into it. I was like, this is brilliant, you know? And then, you know, even in the prison I work in now, like, that's... The music they like, and I'm I'm happy to sit and say, like, shall we make a beat like that? You know, yeah, mm. it's not my thing, but I'll still help you show show you how they piece this together. You know, so I think we need more kind of um, practitioners who are open-minded. Is what we need. Yeah. You know, open definitely. to that. Because I know, like Craig, if that young person said to you, he, if he played that track and you didn't like it, you'd still, you know, find ways to make something like that to yeah. cater to them. Do you know what I mean? That's what we need yeah. to say. I mean, oh, that's not my thing. That's not my Aye. thing that's not a good way to approach anything
1: definitely and i think you said something really interesting there taj and that you're saying that you need to listen to young people because mm-hmm. i think young people view genre differently how we maybe do because mm-hmm. like like there's no real like tribalism where you're like oh i only like this one thing anymore mm-hmm. like you don't really have that sort of youth culture to the same extent whereas they see it with kind of fluidity where they make like a bit of rock they make like a bit of hip-hop they might yeah, like yeah. a bit of that and you hear that even coming through in music so yeah, yeah. i think i definitely that
2: open-mindedness is I mean, that could all probably come down to, like, algorithms as well. When you're listening to something on YouTube, it starts saying, yeah, I recommend you this. And then, you know, there's, like, a rap song that's featuring, like, a popular guitarist, and that guitarist song appears as a recommendation. Then you listen to that, and then it just takes you on this world music tour, in a sense, you know what (laughs) I mean? This virtual music tour. Um, And I think that's been quite helpful as well. So it's nice that people are getting access to a wide range of music. You know, my dad um, used to play lots of Indian music, you know, so Indian music was very you know, dominant in the house, you know, and then I heard hip-hop, you know, the hip-hop became my thing, and then now I'm still listening to some Bollywood stuff again, and I'm trying to merge them all together. Obviously, p- people have done that before as well, so it also comes down to what you were raised with, and then kind of branching out to see what's there, and I think, like, the internet also has open doors, to you know, like I was saying, the algorithms of recommendation as well, which is good, and you just never know what young people are into. They could be wearing an ac t-shirt, but then also listening to Wu Tang.
0: I think that's the thing about 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 listening listening to 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 what young people need. And you know, it's not. I mean, I think musical education can be can be for for any age. You know, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm even at this age, I'm still learning things. And I hope that I hope that doesn't stop. And I think yeah, yeah. what what we are lucky to have in sure is. A really strong, like obviously we have that strong creative community, but just Mm -hmm. in in general, the sense of community that we have is a particularly strong one. And you see those moments of really meaningful collective action and you've seen that particularly over lockdown, how quickly Mm -hmm. the the, the response took place you know, um, and things that were spoken about previously on the podcast, you know, like the bingo buses going out and uh, mm-hmm. like the f- things that have happened at, at, at the Fergusley Park and the Tannehill Centre, how quickly these amazing yeah, yeah. things have, have come together. <clears throat> um, and we see, you know, t- music is, a, is is a large part of that because we know we know the difference it makes to people's lives and we see the vacuum that's left by the absence of that in the moments, yeah. like, like like there are there are in some places now. Are there any things that that, that both of you have seen in Renfrewshire locally, um, even in your area, the you know some of those moments uh, in response to lockdown or in response to difficulty that have been uh, that have been encouraging or surprising,
1: I just whenever. Um, people got a chance to throw themselves behind. In fact, with what we've done on, like, the Mill Facebook page, where we've been still trying to spotlight all the good stuff that's been happening and all the businesses that are still trying to flourish and stuff like that and, and the bands that are still releasing music, I think there has been a very positive response to that. And there's been other cases where we've been sort of highlighting people that have been making, like, short films in the midst of all this. And it's good to see that people are still receptive to it at a time when, Like selfishness could reign, everyone could be looking inward just now completely and not thinking about anyone else. But it's been nice to see that people are still willing to support and want to support people where they can, even if that's to a diminished level than they normally would.
2: And I know there's a battle MC, um, Andrew McKenzie from Paisley as well, um, or Renfrew even, and he was doing online battles. You know, um, but also like socially distance battles, and you know, people still shooting music videos. So I've seen that kind of thing happening as well. But I think it is quite kind of tough times just now to be inspired by things as well. You know, like it's hard to motivate yourself to get out and and do something. Um, I I personally haven't seen loads. You know, I've also been like working as well. You know, when I come home and I'm, I'm gonna use the kids as an excuse as well. You know, they napping me out, so I don't always get a chance to to keep up to date with what's going on. Unfortunately. You know, and I think it's just more, kind of, it's a lot of online stuff, you know, especially with the battles and stuff. Um you know, we just done a, a couple of weeks ago, hosted a beatbox battle in a studio, in a recording studio, socially distanced, I'm just going to throw that out there, <laughs> you know, and, and that <laughs> yeah. was, it was nice to get people together, you know, um, um, you know, Empress from Paisley Johnson? Rings a bell. Empress um, I, because she's been released, she released an album as well, released some videos, she was at the performance as well, so it's nice to just get everybody together. Um, but that's all the kind of things I've seen, really, or been involved with as well. Uh, I'm forgetting about um,
1: the smash hits, like, like uh, online sort of music thing that's launched recently, where they did the, it's like, It's like a. it's not like a support group as such, but it's like an online, like, forum where they meet up like once every sort of couple of weeks and discuss things and I think they were doing ones where they were branching out into telling people about different sectors of the music industry like how you could live stream in the midst of that yeah Mm -hmm. so I think it's good to see that people are being informed that they're not entirely alone you know what I mean because obviously at this moment it would as Taj said it's incredibly easy to be demotivated and Mm -hmm. just kind of consign yourself to like getting on with it and just kind of subsisting rather than actually living and doing the things that fulfil you, but I think things like that are what will keep people ready to go back out into the creative world once it, it opens up again. Yes. yes. I think
0: it's, like, it's a, a really good point to make that, you know, there, there isn't... we've I been mean, when lockdown started and there was some within the creative community that felt, oh, this is going to be an amazing opportunity for me to, to write something, to create something, to make a film, and not everyone was able to do that because they didn't feel... Comfortable enough, or or, or you know, the, the, the other difficulties that precluded the possibility mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. create something new. I think it's really yeah. important to, to acknowledge that. Um, of course, I the, think, see,
2: for, for myself, sorry, Craig, right? See, during no. lockdown, I didn't do anything. I made yeah. a few Beatbox tutorial videos, but I just had no motivation at all. And I'm not ashamed to say that, you know. And I know a lot of people put things online like, oh, do you want know, to learn a new skill or learn this or learn that? But maybe lockdown for some people, for myself, anyways, was this time just to do nothing. You know what I mean? Like I was working like every single day, youth work and gigs, you know, work retail as well, I was doing all of that and then lockdown hit and even before lockdown hit I was like tell my manager, man, I need some time off. You know what I yeah. mean? I need time mop- off <laughs> and then boom, lockdown hit. Thank you guys. Um you know, lockdown hit and I was just like, I'm gonna actually just do nothing. I just focused on my health. You know, I was Hi. just work- yeah. I was working out, trying not to go mental. I thrive off being around creatives and gigging and I didn't have that anymore. You know, so I was like, right, how do I fill this void? Well, everyone online is like, yeah, I learned to bake banana bread, you know, and I learned to do this and that. <laughs> and, you know, I was just like, oh, oh, no, I've done nothing. And then I was like, that's okay if I've done nothing. My brain needed Aye. time to chill. Absolutely. you know, Work out, you know, spend time with my children as well, my wife. You know, I think for me, like, the lockdown was family time and my time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, so people might see it's selfish that, oh, I just want to spend time with myself, but we need that. As well. well Of course And it's good Aye. for you You know what I mean And then Once uh, Lockdown kind of opened up Back out into the world You know I, I've started to work on things now As well It was also a good time to reflect On what do I need to work on Do I need to You know Up my skills a little bit Yes I do On like music side of things You know So it was a, a Learning um, Period for me I, would, I think that's probably The best way to put it You know So I think Anyone who's listening like, Don't worry if you didn't do anything Don't worry if you didn't do anything This year you know, everyone's on the same boat and it's hard to stay motivated when you're being told to stay in your house, you know, or you could only, like, step outside for an hour. I totally get what you're saying, cause I
1: think we have been lulled into thinking that, like, when you look at Instagram and you see all the motivational quotes, yeah. and it's like, you need to you need to hustle harder than anyone else and you need to do that. It's just as if you meant to just be in perpetual uh-huh. motion and not take any time to, like, reflect or or, mm-hmm. or grow any, or just, because I, cause I think for creative people in particular, there's, like... It can be hard to just relax. You know what I mean? Like I personally yes. struggle with that. Like I, I like yep. see if I'm if I just try and sit down, like I feel I've been I've been tricked into feeling as though I'm somehow negligent and not yeah. doing enough stuff. Yeah. So I so obviously say during lockdown like I, I wrote a couple of short stories and stuff mm-hmm. and put them out and do, and obviously just did stuff with the magazine. But yeah. I, like the whole concept that oh you should have written the great Scottish yes. novel in that time
2: is nonsense. No, no, absolutely, man, you know, and I think some people, this gave them a chance to be creative when they normally wouldn't, whereas this gave Aye. me a chance to not be creative when I normally would be, you know? People <laughs> I mean, like actually had time to do stuff, and I was just like, I've done so much, I'm done. Like, that's me, I'm <laughs> going to just take time off, and it's just now slowly, you know, finding myself back into, like, beatboxing and things. Like you are saying, Robert, when you're sitting doing nothing, like, oh, I should be beatboxing, or I should be making beats. No, no, if, you're, if your body's saying, can I do then calm down. You know
1: what I mean? Right. Just relax. And if your mind's saying you need relax. to decompress for a bit, then you should
2: do it. Do
0: it 100%. There was obviously, you know, people really relied heavily, to, to to my mind, relied heavily on the creative industries, whether it was music or, or film or TV, whatever it might be, um, to get them through periods that, that were more challenging. Um, but there was a, a significant uptake in people who maybe had felt, I've never, I've always wanted to play guitar, I've always wanted. To, to learn to beatbox. I've always wanted to, to learn how to use logic or, or whatever it might be. Um, and there was a massive spike in that. I, I, I think that's an amazing thing. And maybe something, I guess, that some of the conversation we're having today about the provision that we can make in Renfrewshire for 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 everyone, but for young people, you know, getting into music and into creative industry. Um, To think about that for going forward, like for, for, for you both... Out of this experience, what are the things that you think we should learn from, and that should inform how we how we come out of this and and re- resume some degree of normalcy that might be to the benefit of everyone?
1: Um, I think in terms of any creative community, I think that it shouldn't just be based upon how you tactilely learn these skills or you tell someone how to do something. I think in the creative industry, particularly now, like you need to have like a good sort of peer support system around you to sort of keep you going. And I think there has to be more an emphasis on really fostering it as we're all in this together, essentially, and we're trying to help each other out. And don't discourage each other, don't try and backbite and try and do any one-upmanship or anything like that. Like, we're all in the same boat. And essentially, uh, I think letting people know that you're there to support them, not just in terms of going to their gigs or anything like that, but there in terms of their mental health and stuff like that. Because obviously we're all in this sort of industry. We know that it can take a, a massive cool. toll on you. Yeah, So I think being able to provide that sort of more wide-reaching support and ushering as many people into it as as we can and not just always going for people that are in an immediate circle and trying to even in collaborating with people that we might not have previously, I think all of that is going to produce something better than we have before because like obviously lockdowns give us all a perspective about how small our worlds can be, so uh-huh, hopefully that yeah. means that people want to expand theirs once we come out of this mm-hmm.
2: I think doing like local events will be really helpful as well you know, I think that community aspect, getting everybody out. You know, I think yeah, my first, one of my first gigs was in Hamish's house in Paisley. Um, just <laughs> nice. that, um, was that under Gilmore Street Station? Yeah, it is it, it's it still move, there? That's
1: we are They Moved, they moved up to the high street.
2: Is it a restaurant now? Right, right. Cause I you know, just doing little showcases. You're not know, even just busking. You know, anyone, you could even put something out saying, anybody learn a new skill during lockdown, would you like to come perform and showcase what you've learned? You know, I think even these little events would be great to do. You know, back into um, Hamish's house, I'd love to go back there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) I think those are the kind of things that will be really beneficial. I think once this is all done, is that community gathering, doing gigs, you know, getting everybody together, showcase your skills get the workshops on the go, like a little festival type thing. You know, it'd be really, really good for people just to meet other folk who are on the same boat as them. Definitely.
0: I love that idea. I think that if that doesn't happen, then between the three of us we should just actually make that happen uh, we should just do it then it's just
2: right? just <laughs> no, 100% like, you're saying if it doesn't happen but, the reason, but then you need to ask why it would it not happen
0: Let, let's just agree now that it's committed to tape that we are going to do it I'll, I'll bring the PA
2: Great, let's do it <laughs> I'll do it honestly man as like, soon as it happens get a little festival happening in Paisley town centre You know, get everyone together what, what skill have you learned did you learn to juggle brilliant you're showcasing your juggling skills no, you I know what I mean <laughs> big
0: and MC Blair
2: Aye. What do you want? Is that what you want, aye?
0: (laughs) Listen, guys, thanks for taking the time to join us today. It's been amazing uh, to speak to you both and really interesting to hear your thoughts on these issues locally. And take care. Thank you for having
1: us. Thanks very much. Cheers for having us.
0: Thanks, guys. Bye.
2: Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
0: The Future Paisley podcast was created by Renfrewshire Council and produced by the team at Erskine Arts I would like to thank Big Taj and Robert Blair for being our guests on this episode.